With Hashem's assistance, we are learning Gittin Daf Zayin, page 7. We begin three lines in, three words from the end. Amar B'yavo, B'yavo says, A person should never create a tremendous amount of fear in his house. There was a great person, He created a tremendous amount of fear in his home. And they fed him something which was forbidden. Umanu, and who is this? Rabbi Chanina ben Gamliel, was Rabbi Chanina ben Gamliel. Hechilu salkadaitach. Could it be that they actually fed him something? And Rashi explains that the story was that they had prepared some kind of food, and then a piece of meat went missing or something. I don't know exactly exactly what happened, but they lost that piece of meat and they didn't know what to do. They knew that, that Rabbi Chanina ben Gamliel would get very upset because they were used to that kind of treatment. So they took an animal that was outside, and there was not enough time to shecht it, to slaughter it properly. So they took a piece of that animal while it was still alive, and they were going to cook up that piece of meat, and they, so, they served it to him. So Gemara says, wait, is it possible that they actually served it to him? We find that when it comes to the animals of the righteous, Hashem doesn't allow them to, even the animals, to eat anything that's incorrect. Certainly that the righteous people themselves. So what was it that they actually did try to feed him something which was not kosher? Nevertheless, they were not able to. Umaynihu, what was this thing? Avram and Achai, it was a piece of a live animal. Shalach leimar ukva, Rabbi Lazar, Marukva sent the following to Rabbi Lazar. Bnei Adam ha'aymdim alai, Marukva said, there are people who are bothering me. Lamalchus, I can give over, I can give them over to the, the police, so to speak, and they'll take these people away. Am I allowed to do it? Mahu, what's the halacha? So he responded by writing back to him uh, on a piece of parchment. He wrote down the following verse, and he made he etched lines into the parchment. Amarti mechatoi. I said I will pr- uh, protect my ways from any kind of transgression. with my with my lips. I'm sorry, with my tongue. I will I will protect my mouth with a with a cover. But even when the the evil person is across from me. Even though there's an evil person across from me, nevertheless, I'm going to protect my lips. I'm going to cover my lips and not say anything which is inappropriate. So basically, he was responding and saying that you shouldn't do anything. You should not give them over to, even though they're bad and they're bothering you, you shouldn't give them over to, to the police. He says, sends him again, remark for, sends again to Rebbe Lazar, they're, they're bothering me a lot. It's, it's not stopping. And I can't stand that anymore. So he responded, Be quiet to Hashem, and desire to Him. Be quiet to Hashem, and He's going to knock them down. Uh, there'll be dead bodies, dead bodies. Get up in the morning and in the evening upon them. Meaning, go to the house of study. If you just dive into Hashem and you do what you're supposed to do, so Hashem's going to make sure that they, they, they disappear. The words left the mouth of Rabbi Lazar, and they placed Geneva into chains. Geneva was this man who was bothering Marukva. So that was the end of the story. Another, ha- another story that happened, they sent the following to Marukva. How do we know that we're not allowed to uh, be involved in singing Stam? Singing for a chasana, singing for a, for a mitzvah, so those things are permitted. But singing without, without a purpose, how do you know that, that that's not permitted? So he responded by, by uh, sending this parchment that he inscribed upon the following verse. The people of Israel should not rejoice when they are amongst the nations. The Gemara says, why don't we send them from the following? 
person should not drink and sing. The intoxicating beverage should make one bitter, those who are drinking it. So there you see that you're not supposed to you're not supposed to sing while you're drinking in a base in the place of drinking. who if I would have learned that from the Pasuk Hava, I mean I would have thought Hanimila Zimra Demona. That's only music which is involving also some kind of instrument. Of the Puma Sharis, I would have thought that if a person is just singing with any kind of musical accompaniment that it would be okay. Kamash Malans, that's why he brought the first verse, which is Altismach Israel Gibam, and they're not supposed to rejoice at all, even if they're just singing. What does it mean, this, this verse? So those are three cities that the, the Jews conquered when they came into Israel. Those are the cities in Eretz Yisrael. He says, and what, you don't think that I knew that these are the cities in Eretz Yisrael? Rav Gvia from Argiza said the following explanation. The first name of the city is Kino. So it's referring to the fact that whoever has some kind of anger at his friend, Vidamim, and he's quiet, If he doesn't get upset, so then Hashem is the one who's going to take care of him, which is a similar concept to what we said earlier. So he said back to him, if it's true that we do make some kind of drushes out of the names of the cities, Tzaklag, Umedamna, Vesansana, Achinami, so give me some kind of explanation for this. If he would have been around, he would have said some explanation. Rav Acha, from the place called Bechoza, said as follows, with tzaklag. tzaklag is referring to the fact that someone has some kind of upset with his friend, and he's quiet. So the one who dwelled in the little bush, when Hashem appeared to Moshe Rabbeinu and to Moses, he appeared to him in a bush. So Hashem, the one who dwelled in that bush, he's going to take care of him. Rish Galusa said to Rav Klila minalanda aser. How do we know that we don't have these crowns anymore for people who are getting married? Amar le mi We have it. It's a derabanan The tnan, as we have in the following Mishnah. Pumas shel aspasianus. After the siege of aspasianus, gazer al ataras chasanim vala irus. So they stopped using these crowns of grooms. Adahachi kam Rav Huna So at that moment, so Rav Huna had to go use the facilities. He had to relieve himself. Amar le Rav Chizda. So Rav Chizda, before, he didn't want to say anything in front of Rav Huna because Rav Chizda was his student. However, now that Rav Huna had, had left, so he said to the Reish Galus as follows, Kroksip, we have a verse, Ko'amar Hashem Elohim, so says Hashem, Haser mitznefes v'harim ha'atara, take away the hat of the Kohen Gadol, the high priest, and take away the crown. Zeis le'zeis, hashpala hagbei v'hagvoya hishpil. Not this, not this, the low one was, was raised and the one that was raised was lowered. So now, why is there a this hat of the high priest? What does that have to do with the crown? This is coming to teach you. As long as the hat is upon the head of the high priest, so a crown can be upon the head of all people, and meaning a groom who's getting married. From the time that the the temple was destroyed, so there's no longer a hat upon the head of the high priest. So there's no longer going to be a crown on the head of all people. As he was finishing saying what he was saying, So he saw that they were sitting there and they were discussing this. He said, I swear, it's only Midarabanan. That pshat is not kibshat in the verse. That's not, you can't learn that from that verse. Your name is Chizda, and your words are very nice, but it's not the real pshat. 
because actually what it's referring to, says Rashi, is it's referring to the fact that after the first Beis HaMikdash was destroyed, so the hat of the Kohen girl of the high priest was gone, and also the crown of the king disappeared as well, meaning there were no more kings after the first Beis HaMikdash from the house of David. Ravina Ashkechei Lamar Baravashi, Ravina found Mar, the son of Ravashi, to have a Godot Klila Lebrante, who is weaving some kind of crown for his daughter for her wedding. Amar Lei, so he says, Don't you hold to the fact that after the Beis Hamigdash, the temple is destroyed, so we no longer have this kind of crown? Amar Lei, Dumi the Kohen Gol, so he responded and said, No, it has to be similar to the high priest's hat, the Gavri. Just like the high priest was a man, so to whoever can't wear it is a man. But when it comes to the women, they are permitted to wear it. My Zeus, what does it mean in the verse when it says, This, not this? Darsha Vira, Rabbi Vira, said the following Drosha. Sometimes he said in the name of Rav Ami, and sometimes he said in the name of Rav Asi. When Hashem said to the people of Israel, take off the hat of the high priest, and take off the crown. So the angel said in front of Hashem, Master of the world, is this, this is what comes to the people of Israel, that they said in front of you at Har Sinai, first they said, Nasa, we will do, and then they said, we will listen. So he said to them, no, not this. Lehen Yisrael. We don't, they don't have this merit anymore. Because they've lowered that which was high, and they've raised up that which was low. And they placed some kind of idol inside of the temple. said the following Sometimes he said it in the name of Ami, and sometimes he said it in the name of Ami. What does it mean in the verse when it says, Hashem? So says Hashem, Im shleimim, if you are whole, v'chein rabim, and if you are many, v'chein nigoizu, and if you have been shorn, v'avar, then you shall pass, v'gomer, etc. Im raya adam shemizayin, if you see someone who has exactly the amount of uh, money to be able to live and to buy exactly how much food he needs, yasimahem tzedakah, nevertheless he should do righteousness, meaning he should give charity. V'koshikein kishahim arubim, and certainly, if he has a lot of money, he certainly should give charity. My v'chein nigoizu, what does it mean, and so he shall be shorn? Over and he shall pass. Tanan debate Rabbi Shmuel. Rabbi Shmuel said the following: Whoever takes off from his possessions, and he gives charity, is going to be saved from any kind of punishments in hell. It's comparable to two different sheep that they were passing through the water. One had been shorn, and one still had all of its wool upon it. Gezuza Avra. So the one who was shorn was able to pass through the water easily. But the one who was not able, to, who who was not shorn, had lots of wool, so wasn't able to pass. It drowned in the water. So to a person who takes care of himself and takes care of giving tzedakah charity, so he is shearing off all the excess weight, and therefore he's able to make it, and he doesn't have to, heaven forbid, uh, undergo the din of Gehenna, the judgment of hell. Now we turn to page seven B Zayin Mabes Vinisicha. What does that mean? Even someone who's poor, who's taking money from charity, nevertheless, he still should also give charity. The verse says, I will no longer give you pain. After a person, even though he's poor, he's taking money from charity, and he gives charity nevertheless, so they're not going to show him any more signs of charity, because he's going to get wealthy from the fact that the more money that you give, the more money that you get. It's an unbelievable rule, a spiritual rule, but it's true, and I've seen it. Rabbi Yehuda says, from Rechem to the east, 
and Rechem is like the east. These are the borders of Israel. The Gemara says as follows. This would seem to imply from the fact that the Mishnah says that Akko is in the north and Akko is considered outside of Israel, that it's it's in the north, right? That's what it says. Uraminhu, I'll bring you a stira, a contradiction. So this Brisa says that if you're walking from Akko to this place called Kiziv, you're walking northward, from the right side and onward, eastward, of the path, so that's considered outside of Israel, and it has a status of being Tameh, impure, like all the lands that are outside of Israel. And you don't have any chiyuv, any kind of obligation to take off Meiser, the tithes from things that are grown there. And there's no, there's no chiyuv of Shemitah outside of Israel, obviously. Until you know that somehow, sometimes the path might have gone in to Israel, and then on the right side it might be part of Israel. But normally you can assume that it's not not considered inside of Israel. If you look to the left and to the west, to the west of the path, it's considered Israel, and therefore it's pure. And it's not considered like the lands of the nations, the non-Jewish lands that we say, from the rabbis, that they're all considered Tameh, they're impure. And so if whatever's on the left side of the path is indeed considered Israel, therefore you have to take off tithes from anything that's grown there, and you have to keep the laws of Shemitah. Unless you know for sure that for some reason the, the path has gone out, and then on the left side it's still considered outside of Israel. So Ad Heichan, from where until where? Ad Chziv, it goes until Ksiv. Until this place called so what do we see? We see that Akko is on the right side of Israel, and the topmost part of Israel is not Akko. The topmost part, the most northern place, is this place called Kziv, or Lavlavo. But it's definitely not Akko. So how can we say that in the Mishnah? So the Gemara answers... Amar Abaye, Abaye answers, Ritsua Nafka is actually, Akko is the highest place in Israel, but there's actually a strip of land that goes up, and it continues all the way to Ksiv, and therefore that piece of land is still considered part of Israel. So Gemara says, wait, does the Tana go and give a sign for us to know exactly where a place is based on a road? It's a little bit weird, usually you give a sign based on another place, a significant place, but a road? The Gemara says, in... Yes, it does in fact do that. We find actually a verse even does that. The verse says, They said, There is a holiday to Hashem in Shiloh, for many days, which is north of Esel, east, right? So it's not clear, of the path. So, so it could be east of Basel or east of the path. We're going to say it must be the path because we just said it's north of Basel. The path that goes from Basel towards Shechem. And it's also south of the place called Lavona. Papa says this is what we say to the east. It means to the east of the path, as we explained. The Gemara continues. Now a new topic. We have one b'raisa. Someone who brings a get from a boat. So it's like he's brought it from Israel. And therefore he does not have to say b'fanei nechtav or b'fanei nechtav. We have another b'raisa. It's as if you brought it from outside of Israel. And therefore you would have to say b'fanei nechtav even though you brought it from a boat. Rabbi says it's not a problem. One of them is Rabbi Yehuda, one of them is the Rabbanan, as we learned in the Mishnah. If you have some kind of dirt from outside of Israel that comes on a boat, onto, into the land of Israel, even though it's from outside of Israel, this dirt, nevertheless, since the boat that you're, that you're on, explains Rashi, is a boat made out of earthenware, 
and it's in a certain way it's considered connected to the ground. Therefore, it would indeed be chayiv, since you're over the ground of Israel, you're chayiv, you would be obligated in Meiser and Tides and in Shemitah. One is this, only when this boat has been grounded, meaning it's on the ground, meaning it's in the water, but it's touching the ground. But if the, the boat is not on the ground, so then it's potter. So what do we see? Rabbi Huda holds that if it's in the water, it's not touching the ground, so therefore it's not going to be considered like it's in Israel. So therefore, he would be the one that would hold that if you're bringing a, if you're bringing a get from a boat that's in the water, so you indeed do have to say because it's considered like you're outside of Israel. But the, the rabbis, they say that if you have a piece of land, and a piece of dirt, and you're on the you're on the water. Nevertheless, it's still considered like it's part of Israel. So therefore, they would also hold in, in regards to saying b'fanei nechtav, b'fanei nechtam, that you would indeed not have to say b'fanei nechtav, b'fanei nechtam. Abaye Amar, Abaye says a different explanation. We could explain that they're both, both of the ones that say whether you say that you have to say B'fanei Nechtab or not, it's both Rabbi Yehuda. But like Kasha, it's not a steer, it's not a problem. If, if the boat is not grounded, so then you would have to say B'fanei Nechtab, it was written before it was grounded. But if it was grounded according to Rabbi Yehuda, then it's considered like you're in Israel, then you would not have to say B'fanei Nechtab. Now this piece is not over yet, we're going to come back to another explanation of these two braces, but we have a little bit of a sidetrack over here. I'm Rabbi Zera. Rabbi Zera says as follows, Atzitz Nakuv, if let's say you have some kind of pot, a flower pot, which has a little hole in the bottom of it, bottom of it, and it's on top of some kind of, it's sticking, it's not actually on the ground proper, but it's it's on some kind of things that are propping it up. So this would seem to come on to the same exact argument that we have between Rabbi Yehuda and the Rabbanan, whether or not it's considered if it's in Israel. right? If you have it, it's on, if, it, if there's airspace between the ground of Israel and this flower pot, and you're trying to grow something in there, so it would seem to have the same implications as Rabbi Yehuda and the Rabbanan in regards to a boat. There too, by the boat, so it's not actually on the ground when it's moving along, so it's not on the ground, so, so therefore it would have the same implications. Amarava, Rava says as follows, Dilma lahi, maybe it's not a good comparison, I can't like Amarabi Huda Hasam El Bisfina, we turn on to Chesam and Aleph, Ha'asuyi Levroyach, he only says it over there because that boat, why is it considered that it's not in Israel? Because that boat is on the move, but a flower pot which is not made to be on the move, it's just sitting there, okay, it's not attached directly to the ground, light, but he would agree that it still is considered to be part of Israel. Inami, and we can also explain Adkan, like Amri Rabban and Hasam. The rabbis only say over there, Elabisvina Delemasika Vira. Over there, by the boat, why is it considered like it's part of Israel according to the rabbis? Because there's no air space in between. Because when you have this water, it's as if it's, it's literally on the, on the ground. When you have this flower pot, Demasika Vira, where there's air in between, so then they would agree that that's not considered that's part of Israel. We'll continue from here in the next daily daf.